even for me i'm like i've just thought like look you know what it is the last three months you haven't been uh i've been doing what you could make the last couple of months you haven't been doing what you could maybe you just got a bit sloppy thinking oh look i'm i'm averaging like whatever i'm like i'm taking like five six k a month that's enough for me and but then I think if you're not moving forward, you're going to start moving backwards. And I think that's start, that's what started to happen for me. I've started, I've, well, I have, I've moved backwards from not climbing forward every day. Lost, uh, lost a bit of fire, just getting comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So the concept of taking trading seriously perhaps is not just something that new traders need to hear, but perhaps uh, more mature traders need to hear as well to keep, to keep lighting the fire that like pilot light to make sure that you're still taking it seriously every day. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back, everybody, to the short bites of Trading EQ that Stephen Johnson and I are doing. This is a four-part series. Today is uh, part three, and today we're going to be talking about when is it time for you to actually take your trading more seriously than perhaps you do now. And since our listeners are primarily newbies, uh, I think it's a great topic. We've done three, four, uh, three recordings before, two recordings before this. One is being trigger happy versus gun shy. The other second episode is about overtrading to stay stimulated. And today we're going to kind of dive into when is the time to really take this as serious as a hard tech. That's the metaphor I'm gonna. So when do you think, Stevens, the time to take this as serious as a heart attack? Um, I was, I was always. Um, depends what you want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, I don't think there's such a thing as a, as a half-hearted. I'm going with the the same metaphor. Don't think there's half a thing. I don't think there's there's such a thing as a profitable half-hearted trader. Um, I don't think they exist. I think, I think trading is an outrageously difficult game. Um, outrageously difficult. I've been reminded I've been sometimes on Twitter. I've said it's easy and, and people have come to me and said, Stephen, you complained for four years about how hard it was. And now you've made it. You forgot, you forgot, Wow. forgot how hard it was. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's outrageously hard. Um, and it, and it can't be taken lightly and it can't be done half-hearted and it has to be taken seriously at all times. And if you, if you're not taking it seriously, you, you can bet your bottom dollar. There's 99 other people who are, who are ready to climb in your shoes and take your money. So that's, yeah. that's the best way I can, I can describe yeah. it. You know, I think it's, I, it is the most competitive game in the world with the smartest people in the world involved in it. So I think it always confuses me that those that think, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. And especially those who perhaps are unfamiliar with it, right? Those mom and pops now that all got Robin Hood on their uh, iPhone, you know, there's a, a 
a gal that I know who works in a little store here, she's never been interested in finance or trading or investing for that matter. And yet she's like, yeah, I'm trading Kim on Robinhood. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so you're seeing people that have never kind of gone into these waters, kind of jumping in to the deep end overnight. And I'm sort of like, wow, nobody seems as often as it used to be, nobody seems to have as much caution or respect that this actually may not be a game like, I don't know, you name an iPhone game because I don't play them. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't play them either. But um, I think <laughs> the problem with trading is it's the opposite of the restaurant business. So in the restaurant business, if you've got if you've got a complaint, you'll tell 10 people. And if you if actually did a good job, you'll not tell anyone. And it's the opposite in trading. If you're a novice trader and you get, you take a few trades and they go your way, you'll, you'll tell 10 people. But if you're a novice trader and you lose your money straight away, you're not really as inclined to want to talk about it, especially with strangers or people that you don't know. You might tell a close friend, like messed up, but you're not going to tell, you're not going to tell a bunch of people. You're not going to tell 10 people. And I think that kind of happens with trading. Like everyone talks about how they made money and how they got at it and, they remember all the wins, but they don't remember the losses. And it creates this kind of social, I don't know if it's a construct or whatever, but it creates this thing where it's a mis, it's a misguided belief yeah. where it's people think it's easier than it is. And it's, um, it's not, it's the hardest thing in the world yeah. with the most competitive people in the world. And you can earn as much money as you want, depending on how good you are. And we're talking billions. We're talking millions and billions. If you're good yes. enough and you put the work in, millions and billions. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, so. it's pretty enticing to, to have that opportunity. So I think that alone is almost the best argument to enroll somebody in taking it very seriously. Like if you want to experience an opportunity to move into profitability at any kind of serious monetary level, then wouldn't it make sense that you probably have to get as sophisticated as possible, as experienced as possible, as uh, disciplined as possible? Because if not, it's just like going to Vegas and throwing your 600 bucks at the crap tables to just see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think trading is the only game that directly rewards uh, talent and hard work. It's the yeah. it's the only game. Uh, other other things like work or maybe sports, but particularly corporate environments, mm -hmm. favor who you know. Yeah, the favor uh, how well you like how well you get on with people. Yes, so but true. there's no there's no. Um, the market's a good friend to me today. There's none of that. Oh, there's no such and such uh, noses. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do well today in the markets. Yeah. It's purely it's purely based on on how hard you work and how good you are at it. How how much of a natural ability you have at it. Yeah. Do you um, think Do you think platforms like Wall Street Bets and and having uh, Robinhood and all the other apps that are coming up behind them? Do you feel that that perhaps has misled some of the more new traders into thinking that this is different than what it really is? Mm, not sure. I think that, um, I think that what Wall Street bets do or have done are quite rightly 
is convince people that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity where 90% of traders lose, but we'll all win this time. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people that did win that time and, and all of the hedge funds lost and they won. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, maybe they did flip the odds, maybe 40% won instead of only 5% that would normally win. Maybe, yeah. maybe 40% of wall street bets won. I have no idea, but, um, but did they win Steven if they stayed in? If they're still holding, did they really bought another bottom? They're probably still winning. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably still winning. But, um, I think it's like anything. I mean, in any of the dot com, like in the dot com boom or the tulip mania or any of the significant booms, um, if, if you're around at that time, you'll win. Yeah. You'll, you'll win. Um, but the problem is that when the markets crash, everyone loses again. And it's it's can you be the smart one that recognizes that they're in the, they're in a bubble and, and and not be greedy but but no I mean Robin Hood ninety five percent will lose uh, Wall Street bets maybe it's a one off and more than more than five percent ten percent one but um, yeah. yeah you know I I think a part of me wants to you know just encourage people to consider listening to the most successful traders and what they all have to say. And it seems to me that they're all saying the same thing when it comes to discipline, when it comes to time spent watching patterns, uh, that across the board, they all say has to be a legion of hours dedicated to studying. To uh, it's, watching. A, it's, a, it's a weird one because I think like, it's a tough one. Discipline. You can read books. You can create a loss journal. You can follow a course. But a lot of it's just really owning that, really owning that and really yeah. having respect for yourself to say, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And if I yeah. don't, when I put my head on the pillow, I'm going to be a bit disappointed in myself tonight. Yeah. Or if I can't trust what if I can't trust the word of what many other people say, like, see, you've got a lot of friends and they'll say one thing and they'll let you down. If I can't yeah. trust them, at least, at least let me trust myself. Like at yeah. least yeah. if I can't trust myself to stick to what I say, who can I trust? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and a lot of it with discipline is just really being, being true to your word and true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What would you say if somebody came in and let's say they're just six months in and they're like, oh shit, this is much harder than I thought. What would you say to them about that pivot point or fork? They're kind of at a fork in the road. Do they want to start to realize, oh, they, they may be at that point now where they're like, okay, this is a much more serious game than I thought it was. This is not going to be a cakewalk what would you say to them they need to ask themselves before they commit? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not about, it's never been about the profits for me. It's never been about that. It's 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 about loving studying, loving the game, loving what I'm doing, excited mm-hmm. to wake up every morning and do it again. Yeah. P- profits are exciting. Profits are, a, they're, a, they're a product of hard work. They're the result of hard work. They're the recognition factor of it. But um, what I would say is, I mean, it shouldn't be a question if it shouldn't really be too much of a question because it's it's more of a question of am I enjoying what I'm doing right now? And yeah, is it hard? Yeah, it might be hard, but but do I enjoy it? Am I enjoying this process? Am I going to enjoy figuring out what to do next? 
if it's really difficult, am I going to enjoy figuring it out for the next five years? Yeah. And, uh, and if the answer is yes, then keep going. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then stop. I mean, if you don't enjoy studying, then you, you've got a, a lifetime of it because that's the game, a lifetime yes. of study. Yeah, that's, I think, a really good point. I do think some newbie traders think, oh, well, if I just study for maybe a couple of years. And what I just heard you say is that studying is part of the entire process for the rest of your trading life. Look, I mean, I like even for me, I'm like, I've just thought like, look, you know what it is? The last three months you haven't been, uh, haven't been doing what you could. Mate, the last couple of months you haven't been doing what you could. Maybe you just got a bit sloppy thinking, ah, oh, look, I'm, I'm averaging like whatever. I'm like, I'm taking like five, six K a month. That's enough for me. And, but then I think if you're not moving forward, you're going to start moving backwards. And I think that's start, that's what started to happen for me. I've started, I've, well, I have, I've moved backwards from, mm-hmm not climbing forward every day, lost, uh, lost a bit of fire, just getting comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So the concept of taking trading seriously, perhaps is not just something that new traders need to hear, but perhaps uh, more mature traders need to hear as well to keep, to keep lighting the fire that like pilot light to make sure that you're still taking it seriously every day. It's tough. It's tough because, um, drive and motivation is it's it's something inside and we've talked before about can it be garnered can it be built or is it just intrinsic we've talked about this before but it's hard to light that fire when the fire's not lit yeah. uh there's no if there's not enough not enough embers burning put some paper on and give it a bit of blow some oxygen yeah sometimes it can't be lit what's the yeah. bruce springsteen lyric can't 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 light a fire without a spark but baby will right. just be dancing in the dark that's right it's true that's it's right. true it's so true sometimes like that fire you know i think when we talk about a trader taking it seriously that to me represents a person who's not only willing to give it the time energy and bandwidth but also a curiosity around understanding what the market is, why it moves, how it moves. Like these are all pieces of what I think are in place for those that take it seriously. So I just want to say to those who are listening, do you really want to understand it? Do you really want to get why it moves, how it moves, what, you know, what the underlying factors are? If that curiosity isn't that spark, sparked for you i think it might be hard for you to take it seriously yeah no i mean and it reminds us a, i had a call with a with a guy a, a little a little way back and he was just complaining about how tough it was mm. so, you know it's just so hard and uh i'm just not getting in i'm making these mistakes and it's it's quite isolated and he's like it's just like it's so tough how long how, like, how long had he been at it for about a year probably nine months mm-hmm. ten months and i was just like it's like dude like i don't want to hear it like i don't i don't want to hear the bad i don't want to hear we've got we've got a call together we've got some time to speak to each other like you've got me time i'm talking to you yeah you have to give you advice yeah why stop talking about stop talking about like the problems and start asking us questions about the solutions like don't i'm like you it's all about attitude and it's like yeah. you should be excited to confront these problems 
you should be curious to find the answers to these problems shouldn't yeah. be beaten down you, everyone gets beaten down everyone yeah. does yeah but you for me you get beat down for five minutes and then you get extremely excited yeah to, to solve. solve the problem yeah like so is it possibly that Moses. is that person perhaps a good example of that being appropriate time for them to really question whether this is the you know future for them maybe they can't get themselves into the headspace maybe for them it is just too hard maybe there's just it just sounds to me like that person is surprised how hard it is and that's like a flag to me a red flag like how didn't you know this was going to be hard yeah but it's 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 like when people say oh, but you know like i'm like i'm really like above average clever and i'm like oh like and I was, I was really good at this and i'm really good at that so i should be naturally good at this and i'm like no no, no hold up this is the hardest thing you'll, you'll ever do in your life this is the hardest thing ever hardest thing ever and it's not a measure of your intelligence it's a it's a measure of your resilience so so don't don't be dropping the i'm above average intelligence and i did well here and i did well here. i don't care i, I care about how resilient you are do you yeah, know what i mean i do i care I do. about i care about if you're a can do if you're a can do person a doer or a mm -hmm. donor yeah because if you're a donor you're not going to make it you've got to, you've got to be a doer with resilience yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a great quote that I've used, I'm sure, before that says, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> and it's true. And look, I, I might even fail in a couple of years. I might even blow up. And my, my attitude is out, like a, a crazy resilience, very yeah. can-do attitude, always will get back up. Yeah. And I might even fail. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I, do. I don't think so. I hope not, but I might. Yeah. And, and so that resiliency, I guess, is actually perhaps then a, a gateway, like perhaps that concept of, okay, are you somebody who's resilient? And, and I always like traders to look at their life outside of trading. Do, do you see yourself in your overall life and the choices you've made to be somebody who has been resilient? And if the answer is no, I have not really been that resilient. Perhaps that's a, a caution, cautionary flag. Yeah, you've got to be careful with that though, because I remember I, I remember I was in a, a bout of therapy a few years ago. Yeah. Best, best woman I've ever spoke to. Like helped wow. us tremendously to this wow. day. Um yeah, it was created. That that was I literally had a sudden onset of anxiety every day. I didn't even know what it was. Went to the doctor. They're like, "You've got anxiety." I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> it's like, "What's wow. anxiety?" I don't know what it is, but I just feel all these things, and they're like, "That's anxiety." Wow. But um, but anyway, one thing that she said to me, which is one of the best things any psychologist has ever said to us, if it's it, yeah, psychologist, I think they are. Um, I said, you know what it is? I said to her, I don't think I can do trading because I think I'll just quit. I said why? And I said this back in the day. Wow. This was five years ago. Wow. Um, and, and she said, why, why do you think you're going to quit? And I said, because I quit everything. And she said, tell us something that you've quit. She says, you played poker for five years. You've done three-year degree and then five years in advertising. You're doing well in it. And you've been running for the last three years. You played the drums for two or three years. Everything you've done, you've given massive go at. What have you quit? 
says I m- might have not learned Spanish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I quit Spanish. Spanish. I quit Spanish before but, I became fluent. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. But yeah, so you've but, got to be very careful how you judge yourself because you yes. you might have more resilience than you think. Yes, that's a really good point, and that tells me that your gremlin. Your inner saboteur was really working on you over time then because it was telling you that you were at risk for being a quitter when there was really no evidence no other quit, than Spanish. No, no quitter inside. There, there, there was no quitter you, inside. You're gonna so yeah. You're going to fail. You're yeah. going to quit. Yeah. Yeah. Never quit anything before. It's crazy, yeah. yeah? It is. But I think that's such a great story because it is a cautionary tale to make sure that perhaps who you're listening to is actually you instead of your inner saboteur. Your so inner maybe family. ask someone, maybe ask your yeah. family, your best friend, that's tough. Asking family, ah, do you think I'll quit trading? Do you think I'll make it? First thing my dad would say, no, don't do it. <laughs> so it's a tough, it's a tough question as well. Like every, well, everyone, everyone me- said, don't do trading. Maybe you have to be selective in who you choose. And and perhaps you have to find somebody who does have experience in the trading world to be able to really look at you, like look and ask the questions that are appropriate. So let's just, let's pretend they're standing in front of us now, Stephen. What would be the question? Somebody saying, I'm not sure I'm going to take trading seriously. I'm on the fence and I don't have anybody to ask. Let's pretend they're standing right in front of us now. What would we say? We What would we ask them to, to I was, test? I always think of little Brahmas, little Bram, Bram Bamalam. Do you remember little Dutch Brahmas? I do. How is Bram? Brilliant. He's really got a chat him every single day. Every, wow. And we take all the same trades and trade the same system. And, and he's, he's just turning profitable. Uh, Congrats, he, he lost bro. for a few years. We'll have to get him back on. He lost for a few years and he lost like two years straight. Every day, he's mom, your brother's going to college. Why aren't you going to college? Why aren't you? And, he's, and he's like, Mom, he's like, Mom, I'd love this. He's like, I love it. And I hate college. So, so with Bram, he's just this month made his first $500 a month. He's up $500 on his $1,000 account. But once it clicks, you start up 500, then 1,000, then 15. Bram's only 18. Like he's not going to get more than 2,000 euros a month in his job. 1,500 in the little village where all the cows are in Holland, wherever he is. Because yep. he's not, so he's going to get 1,000 euros a month. He's going to make more than that trading. Yeah. 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 But the quest, so when, when I think about questions, I always think about what's Bram got. Because what Bram has, I, I saw myself and I saw in him. Yeah. And, and I'd say to you, what are you studying? And I'd, I'd wait for the answer, whether it's video lessons, whether it's um, uh, an Excel data tracking, uh, whether it's, just move this forward, whether it's Excel data tracking, whether it's um, review and trades analysis, mm-hmm. any, anything like that, any oh, but books. Yep. And I, I'd probably say, what, what are you doing? And I'd say, what are your results? And I'd, I'd like to know what, what are you learning? How and why? Yeah. And the final question is, is how much, how much are you enjoying what you're learning? Yeah. How much are you enjoying what you're doing and what you're learning? Yeah. And what, based on the findings that you've had, what do you plan on doing next? And how excited are you about that? Yeah. And when Bram says to me, I'm sitting three hours a day, I'm entering these numbers of all these tickers into Excel. And I just absolutely love it. He's like, I just love it because I'm finding out the answers to the stock market. 
and it's just it blows my mind yeah. i say right from you'll be a trailer forever wow that's, that's it yeah they're great great questions great questions my, my question i think would probably be a couple of questions would be uh what are your expectations by way of timeline because yeah. i do find that a lot of times new traders have fairly unreasonable expectations around their profitability and their consistency and that worries me because i feel among some of those there could be traders who do have what it takes to go the distance but they won't because they've put them the bar at such an unreasonably high level in such an unreasonable amount of time that they are expecting themselves to deliver at mastery when they've just gotten underway do you see yeah, that too to totally agree um and, I, and another i'd say I'd, I'd say tell me two reasons why you're trading tell me two reasons and one of them can be the money but what's the other reason and if the yeah. second reason is that you absolutely love the game yeah then you probably not probably shouldn't be trading if you don't say that you love the game and you've got two reasons to explain why why you're in trading yeah fine one can be the money but the other one has to be that you love the game yeah yeah and if it's not sure. you shouldn't be trading yeah yeah and you know look taking trading seriously is something that is going to come up whether you like it or not like at some point there's going to be a reckoning and you're going to have life or the market hold that gun to your head and the question is like wouldn't it be better to find out before that moment whether or not you're really taking it seriously so that you can navigate the jungle with the right gear it's like yeah. a jungle you gotta you gotta bring your machete you gotta have a backup supply of water you know if you don't go into this like you're going into the amazon jungle you know did you ever read wild there was a, there was a book by charles Strait wild where she was trying I've never, to i've never read any books i've read like one book it's 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 an audio, so you could listen to it. She she goes on the Pacific North, uh, uh, Pacific Coast High, Pacific North Highway Trail. It's like this very intense trail on the West Coast, like the Appalachian Trail on the East Coast, but their version of it. Uh, and she is woefully underprepared and uh, has some interesting situations happen along this trek. But when you think about what she ultimately discovers about how unprepared she was. She starts to adapt as quickly as possible to the reality of this trail hike being way more intense than she planned on. And I, and I feel a lot of newbie traders are kind of like Cheryl Strait in that book. They go in woefully underprepared and then they have an encounter with the reality of how big deal this is. And you could do one or two things, run back to where you started to enter the forest, or you could say, this shit's gonna get real right now and I am gonna play full out. So I would say, yeah, no. ask yourself, ask yourself. Yeah, and that, that's the true definition of intelligence, right? How, how fast can you adapt to a new situation? How quickly yep. can you adapt to a, to a new it. environment or a new situation? Yep, that's it, that's it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll probably bring it to a close there. This is little bite three of four bites that Stephen Johnson and I are putting together that are talking about uh, trading 
emotional intelligence. And we're also just talking about ways to like observe yourself so you can become a better trader. The next episode, we're going to talk about finding and building your edge on the emotional side, on the technical side. We hope we see you in that episode. Please let us know what you think about it in the comments. And thank you for watching the Steady Trade Podcast.